Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good everything else that might apply. Today's Dharma talk is titled, Meditation is a Lie Detector. And so I'll start out by saying that lots of things are called meditation. So when I say meditation, I'm talking about awareness practice, not mantra, not uh, uh, mudras, not, 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 not. And at the same time, I'm, I'm not getting rid of anything. We don't need to get rid of anything. You, know, you could actually be a, a, a transcendental pack rat. Uh, this doesn't mean we're collecting teachings. It means that don't, don't look away from anything, no matter how bizarre it may be, because everything is a doorway, some kind of a doorway. That being said, <clears throat> if you have a path, if you have a practice, you might want to do it for 20 or 30 years rather than every two years jump to some other teacher, some other, some other, some other. Uh, you might need to jump around for a while. And uh, also it's come up recently that uh, if you're studying uh, with this person or the, in this sangha, you can't, you shouldn't study anything else or look at anything else. That, that's up to you. You, you know, if, if reading some other teaching or listening to some other teacher is helpful to you, uh, I would trust you to do that. I'm not, I don't owe some kind of, uh, structural allegiance to me. Now, if somebody is here living in a monastery and they're fully ordained as a monk, that means their commitment is stronger. They're more, they want the direct personal um, uh, support, I would say, more than someone who's trying to see who this is or what this teaching is about. Some people, even recently, have just gone the other way. People I uh, love are gone. Uh, were they incorrect? Not at all. They're doing what they need to do. They're doing what they need to do. Nobody made any mistakes. So if you think, well, <laughs> Sokazan was nicer to that person or something, maybe they would have stayed. No. No, the control thing is all uh, illusory. So all I'm saying is do it with your own. I trust you. I trust everybody. I have to. I mean, I have no one. I say I trust you. You do what you need to do. I'm not here to convert you give you any particular propaganda other than you're here, you're listening to this Dharma talk, what I'm going to say may sound like propaganda, but that might be more your, your conclusions about it rather than what is actually being said. So my main um, recommendation to everyone is train your mind. You don't have to do it with me. You might want to do it with Thich Nhat Hanh. You might want to do it with all by yourself by reading books about it. I don't know. That doesn't look particularly helpful, but I don't know, maybe that's what you need to do in this particular lifetime. Maybe it might be three lifetimes from now that you'll actually stumble into a teaching like this, or maybe not at all. And do you need to? That's extra. It's not about what you need. Not about what you need. Unless it is, then that changes everything. Doesn't that, doesn't that clarify everything? Clarity about Confusion does not look like clarity. It looks like just more confusion. But you may, may you may need to look in the garbage pit, in the in the, the can of worms, and in the dark closets, and in the, those areas. But don't overdose on it. But don't run away as if to say that can't be it. No, that is it. It's called a dharma gate for you personally. If you have personal uh, a situation where you're deceiving yourself or not really being honest with yourself. Uh, then that can be very circular, and you can just you can just uh, feed on that. The ego mind can feed on that decade after decade after decade, unless you run into. And I'm very biased here. I don't hesitate to say so. Run into the the, the, the Dharma, the truth, the truth, the fundamental truth. Buddhism has no corner on that, but it's a very powerful way of of helping you, of conveying you helping convey you towards that area of your consciousness where you'll see your true nature, which is not separate from reality, not someone else hanging out on you know, some particular human realm. As I've said hundreds of times, don't believe anything I'm saying. Listen, consider it, reflect on it, maybe ask questions about it, might be a good idea. And the most important thing is train your mind. Try, uh, sit down and watch what moves so you can see. So the idea here with the uh, meditation being a lie detector, it isn't so much that you're going to meditate, sit down, and uh, do 
what I teach at Contazo, sit down, hold still, watch what moves. All the senses are unreceived. You're not even letting things. You just come and go. You're just not interfering with anything. So therefore, it's like weather. You can't really interfere with the weather. Same thing in your mind. Things are coming and going, coming and going. Just observe. And if you can, don't conclude. But if you do conclude something about what you observe, then uh, observe that. So whatever you're seeing, uh, just continue to look at that rather than rotate out of that into what it means, what it means. Quite often we do it all the time. Anything that happens to us, what does that mean? The better question might be, what is that? Fundamentally, what is it? Rather than what does it mean? What caused it? So we have some kind of, we, we further fuel the illusion of having any control. You do not have any control. Okay, you do a, little, a few things you can do. But there's not, compared to all of the things that are, uh, that are imputed as doable, we don't have very many of them. You can't just be president. We can't just be, uh, if you're born a female, be, be a man. You can do some things to go that direction if that is your inclination. I'm not against that. I'm all for, do what you need to do. Only you really know, really know what you need to do next or not. Meditation in itself, sitting down, meditating, won't necessarily, any, at least initially, when I say initially, first few years, won't initially uh, open up for you as, excuse me, a way of seeing uh, uh, what, what is self-deception or what are lies in your own mind stream. It takes a while. And it also, uh, besides being meditation, being a lie detector, it's not just a the practice of meditation, it is awareness itself, which is being trained. You can say it that way. There's lots of room for questions around that when we get to that point. Uh, to be able to see when you're talking to someone, uh, if they're lying to you, it may not show up as, as as them being particularly dishonest, but you can see that they're, they're not really honest with themselves. So therefore, everything they say is going to be based on a relative situation of this is right, this is wrong, that can't be, that shouldn't be, that should be. I haven't, I've been this way my whole life. All the other things that arise as personhood, which is unreal. It's not that it isn't there, it isn't that it's right in our, isn't right in our face. From the time we're born, whatever our family, our mom, our dad, our culture, our, our teachers, and are always telling us what we should do, we shouldn't do, who we are, what we should, what's right, what's wrong, constantly filled with uh, the uh, relative truth about everything right and wrong and just encouraging, increasing and uh, uh, supporting uh, the personhood that continues to lie to himself, herself, themselves about everything because it just feels safer. We don't feel threatened. And what is threatened? Well, really, nothing is threatened. But we think something is threatened. Therefore, we go to war, we go to peace. Yes, you heard me say that. We go to Fighting, we go to pacify. Both of those situations are ne are situationally necessary. Someday you might have to fight with somebody. Don't do it like that. Or you might say, oh, everything's cool, we're good, everything, everything's nice, we're good. don't worry, back off, back off, drop your gaze. Exaggeration. But you all know what I mean. There are, there are places where, there, where you go to war, where you haven't said anything, you don't do anything, you're just T-starting. Coming together, your jaw starts to jut out a little bit because you've just been offended by somebody. And you're, yeah, you're okay. And when really, you're totally in hate with that person. Again, I've said this thousands of times by now. It's always about awareness, not about right or wrong. It's about awareness. If you see what this is, you won't be able to help but be uh, serving others, be at the feet of everyone. If you don't see what it is, all you'll think about is yourself and how you can win, how you can, how you can become enlightened. Or how, what a wonderful person you are to be, to be a doctor. Well, at least you're doing something helpful. And don't misunderstand, I'm not saying doctors aren't, we need doctors. If it weren't for doctors, I wouldn't even be alive. I'm not saying that. It's when that particular situation starts to show up. When that particular situation starts to show up, it's more about your identity as a doctor rather than fundamentally helping people. If you fundamentally help people, you aren't going to get a hell of a lot of credit for it unless you're in the context of our culture, which supports people in those professions and gives them quite a bit of money and quite a bit of respect, even if they're lying to you. 
just when somebody has a, a credential of a doctor and they start to tell you things, you, you what do you do? You automatically give them the benefit of the doubt because they have a credential. It's not that you shouldn't. Again, it's about awareness, awareness that you're doing that. Awareness that you're, you're actually looking at the credential. You're listening to the words and you're actually bringing the credential in there, even though the words are starting to, you know, go down in some kind of a passageway you, that looks a little scary. You still, you listen. This is a whole thing. It's called the politics of experience. A difficult area. So back to the, the topic of this Dharma talk, sit down and watch the lies. That's how you become a lie detector. That's how meditation becomes a lie detector. You sit down, you hold still, and you observe, and you observe, and you observe. Some of that's going to happen experientially in the sitting meditation. Some people have really good meditations. I'm not interested in that. Some people have really bad meditations. I'm not interested in that. Don't do any kind of judgment on the meditations to misunderstand what that is. What is it? Training the mind to see clearly whatever is arising in the mind stream, in the life stream, in your living room, in your relationships, in your service to others. What's fundamentally true? Fundamentally. And I can tell you in two words what it is ultimately, because I'm looking at it. I look at it all the time. Whoop-de-doo, does that make me some kind of wonderful, special person? I don't know. Doesn't feel that way. Feeling lost, feeling alone, is not a conclusion. Just a feeling. Comes and goes. So when you step up, step off the cushion and go into whatever your everyday life is, then because you've been practicing, because you've spent some time just to sit down and hold still and get to know yourself over a period of months and years, you're, you're, so when you do go back into your, your career, your function as a nurse or as a, a therapist uh, or as a pizza chef, I mean, anything that you're more clear about what that is, that may not feel good. Clarity about confusion doesn't necessarily feel, there's no credential there. I'm starting to really get it. I'm so confused. I'm starting to get it. I'm not talking about that kind of crap. I'm saying that you're, that you actually begin to have some kind of under, deep understanding of how your mind is working, how it takes anything that shows up and uses it to its own ends, its own support me, or it's either for me or against me, those kind of polarities. It's hard to say the least. And this is not for everybody. Somebody, some people might want to step in and take a look and think, you know, I'd just rather do yoga. If they were actually doing yoga, <clears throat> it's also mind training of a sort, different kind. You need a really powerful teacher to be able to teach that because it's too easy to get lost in body movements. Movement, movement, position, position, locality, locality. <clears throat> So when the, the lie detector aspect that begins to show up as whatever is happening, what people are saying, what, what's happening at work, what's happening in your intimate relationships, it's not that you jump on it and start accusing someone of lying. That may be the very last thing you do, but you may be very clear about someone else's inability to just be genuine. They're just filling up the space with their, what do you call that stuff? When, malarkey <clears throat> this and then i did this and i said that she said that i said that i didn't look you know i didn't like what she said there but you know I, I just gave her the benefit of the doubt and i and i just let her do whatever she wanted to do talk talk we talk to ourselves or we talk to others we continue to continue to validate 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 what we're doing how we're doing it and it's very difficult to look at any situation and see what it actually is rather than what you think it is that's the self-deception. We look at anything, any people look at me and listen to me teach or uh, participate in the last few talks we've had, and they jump to conclusions about everything, about how, how Uno is being tortured by people. There's only one person that can torture Uno, and that's Uno. That doesn't mean that somebody couldn't physically torture a course, but I'm giving you uh, credit for a little bit more uh, intelligence than to jump to some kind of a conclusion that will take us into 
5,200 sound bites where you're disagreeing with what I'm saying. Don't disagree, don't agree, don't agree. Consider it. Any suffering that comes up in your mind stream is yours. I don't care if somebody just hit you with a, a ball bat. It doesn't mean that that didn't happen, but the dependent origination is completely ignored and, and, and we opt for me and my pain, me and how I've been mistreated. It's very difficult to look into abuse, which I've had a great deal of it. I'm not going to talk about my history. It's very difficult to look at that and not feel like somebody else caused what you're feeling. It's very difficult. There has to be a, a ton of lies stacked up behind that for us to go into that kind of self, self, me, me. Might not be what we call self-pity, but it's a, it's a self-orientation. We might still be thinking, well, they couldn't help themselves, but because they were also abused, those kinds of things. And that works to a point. But what really needs to be seen is see who you are. Don't live another day without at least the intention, not the result. Where are results? That's materialism. That's, that's ego language. Well, does this work? No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in the conventional sense. This is a transcendent path. This is a spiritual path. If you have questions around that, I'll do my very best to continue your confusion. Because that's the only way you're going to see it, is through the confusion. Have I said enough? Are you raising your hand? Does that mean stop? Stop talking? Oh, you have a question. Okay. I misunderstood. Did I misunderstand? Did you understand? What's the difference between understanding and misunderstanding? Are they different? Huh? I don't know. Good. Give me your question. Can meditation detect truth? <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to show up as uh, as opposed to, to falsehood. That's what the ego looks for, contrast, and, not, and we, we need to work with contrast, but be very careful when you see the contrast that you don't assume that this part of the contrast is the success and the goodness and the kindness and the love, and over here is the hatred and the, the evil and all of that. Good and evil, good and evil, go ahead. Is is something that's actually true? Is that something that can show up that we can observe? Uh, ultimate truth? Yeah. Can't see ultimate truth. You're not separate from it, but you're living in a dream that you that uh, that that is made up of all kinds of phantoms and all kinds of. Huh, it's just it's so complicated, and if you think this is the world is complicated, wait till you die. See how complicated that is. There's lots of things have lived and now are gone just their physical body, but they're not gone anywhere. And you're about to meet up with them. I'm not condemning you and saying, oh, there's all kinds of ghosts gonna, gonna get you as soon as you die. You better keep your body as long as you can because ghosts, spirits. Well, I don't believe in spirits. Well, that doesn't seem to help, does it, Shoka? <laughs> Shoka is a spirit and so are you, so are you. And you can identify and clamp down in this body and try to have a certain kind of life with a certain kind of whatever, but death comes without warning. Not nihilism, it's just the truth. We don't, we're only going to live so long. And you've stumbled into this teaching, apparently, you're here. <clears throat> Train your mind, see the truth. Thank you. Further questions? Go ahead, Junchu. A question from Shane in Virginia. The term wokeness is prevalent today in social media i'm guessing it's derived from the word awake what's the difference between the realization that there is injustice right in front of you everywhere all the time and ultimate realization once one's relative and one is ultimate do i have to explain it uh, the whole wokeness thing is just one more it's sickening to hear that word when i say it's sickening i'm just saying it's just sometimes you kind of think, well, maybe things are going to change around, and then we come back with wokeness, wokenated, awokenator. I think they sell them on Amazon, wokenators. You get inside, you, you sit like this, and then the clamp comes on top of your head and pushes you down, or it stretches you out, depending on how woke, what you set the woke dial to. <laughs> really woke, kind of woke, maybe ought to be woke. Uh, then there's the other kind, but that's all in Mandarin. <laughs> It's just, I'm going to say it, it's just shit coming from everywhere, every, and we're trying to find some kind of reference point, some kind of reality, something we can 
we can give our heart to, something we can devote ourselves to that won't lie to us, won't deceive us, uh, and won't betray us. That it will be with us no matter what, no matter what. Not not uh, always taking your temperature, taking your inventory. Well, are you really, are you really, this is what was being talked about in those devotion talks, if you didn't catch the message there. If you thought there was something about right devotion and wrong devotion. So, stay woke. Shoka. Shoka bowing. When you talk about meditation as a lie detector in oneself or in, in seeing it in others, what is a genuine communication or genuine interaction with others? Listen, just receive. Don't, don't produce at all. No, no, no talk. When I say no producing, no, no producing. It has to start out with the vocal cords and the musculature and the movement of your jaw and the tilt of your head. Notice that? Starts out there. Doesn't mean control that and stop moving. It means be very aware anytime you're receiving anything of anything that is showing up in your mind stream, body stream, life stream, in the room you're in that is in response to what you are receiving. You're receiving and notice your body will change. I'm not saying you go into some kind of psychological interpretation that if you cross your arms, that means you're protecting yourself. And uh, if you look up like this, that means you're visual. I don't, I wouldn't, not that some of those aren't relatively, don't have some relative import, but they trap you in the relativity. And then you become a, writing a book about the nature of hand and arm signals uh, with a psychological basis of insanity in terms of this, this, and this teaching or that teaching or Freudian this or Jungian that or just receive, just receive, just listen and don't conclude. So it's all about intention, the intention to listen and the intention to receive, the intention to observe and not looking for a particular conclusion. Go ahead. Sometimes you talk about if you're receiving, you might produce. So yeah. when we're endeavoring to receive in our interactions with others, what is the production? Well, it could be you're listening to someone. They say, uh, I don't like this. And I like this, but I'm, I'm in favor of this, but this over here. And then you say, yeah, I just kind of see what you mean there. I kind of agree here, but I don't. So you're producing something relative. It's called a conversation. Stop having conversations. This doesn't mean... Don't talk to somebody or don't, um, this doesn't mean stop talking to people and, and or stop saying anything or, or, or some kind of structure that is right or wrong. I'm saying insofar as you can, listen as much as you can. Then any production or talking that might show up conversational to others won't be exactly a conversation to you. You'll be actually receiving whatever that person, you'll re be receiving their suffering, their difficulty, their confusion, their lies, their whatever, with no response, particularly. I emphasize that word because I like the number of vowels in it. Just receive, just receive. And you'll, you'll know if you're really on receive and you're really, your intention, which you as a fully ordained monk is the path of the, the Mahayana path of a Bodhisattva is to be with all things, save all beings. Your intention always has to be without others, about others. Always has to be about them, but not some kind of credential where I'm helping them in such a way that they'll think I'm helping them or if you're really helping someone else they might not be aware of it they might get more give more credit to their uh, chiropractor they're ever, ever going to give to you but they don't realize that you did not meddle with them you listened to them you received what was happening there with them what is the, the difference between the fundamental a little louder please louder Louder. <laughs> He's trying. No, I can I can see uh, I can see Carlos with his ear like this down to the thing. I'm watching you guys. You didn't, so don't be picking your nose or anything. So I see Carlos down there, and I think he can't hear you, Shoka. <laughs> Go ahead, Shoka bowing. What is the difference between uh, meeting somebody where they're at and then meeting them where, where they think you should meet them? You know, uh, so I think you already know what that is, but uh, I would just say that meeting them where, where they're at, they might not show up as any production at all. 
You might just listen. The only thing it might produce is you might turn your head a little bit, might change your body posture some, but you're looking right at them and you're receiving. And so the other part was what? Shobang, I guess if someone has ideas of how they should be met, how do we relate to that? Do, do, a, uh, do a little bit uh, so you don't break the connection, whatever that may be, even though it's tenuous and based on deceit or self-deception or misunderstanding. But stay there a little bit. You won't, If you do too much, you get contaminated. And the next thing you know, you're in their world, which is the world of right and wrong, up and down. They're doing really well. You're not doing so well. Or why are you doing better than they're doing when they've tried so hard? I mean, just we can go on forever and ever with that, right? Just have short stories all over the place. So just a little bit, as long as you're on receive, if you're just receiving, just listening, listening to what's happening with someone, listen to their tone of voice, receive what the color of the clothing they're wearing, uh, watch their, like my hand movements, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of phrase fillers they, uh, people use. Mine are, the, my phrase fillers are, uh, I use that a lot, uh, uh, uh. It's not about stopping that. It's about being aware of those productions. <clears throat> and then they will, uh, this might bring up some questions. They'll, they'll kind of sort themselves out. It, I wouldn't meddle too much with what is spontaneously rising out of your particular karma. Be genuine, be who you are, be the emotions that are rising. This doesn't mean if you feel some kind of hatred towards someone that you immediately hook up your vocal cords and say, I hate you. I think you're a terrible person. I hate you. You wouldn't necessarily do that. Any questions on Zoom? Jason Bowen. Jason. What is the difference between knowing something and a deep understanding of something, Bowen? Yeah. So my way of addressing your question, and it might be might be helpful, might not. Knowing something is more like a fact. Something you know. I know it's daylight. I know it's daytime. I know there are people in the room. I know I'm giving a Dharma talk. So it's very, very, <clears throat> it gets more uh, a subtle the more we go away from the physical appearance of something into abstractions uh, or into thoughts or ideas or concepts or opinions about things. Then it gets more um, uh, just discontinuous. And then the uh, continuity is given to it by an opinion about it or grasping. I al have always believed that we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't fish, we shouldn't hurt fish. Or I've always believed that we should just eat plants. Or, I mean, and those have all kinds of things behind them, including uh, the, the food industry loves for you to eat what they make. So, and then it gets deeper and deeper. The kind of knowing that gets uh, uh, deeper, and when the when the knowledge starts to transcend the the mental processes of the fourth skanda, form, feeling, perception concept of the fourth skanda, the thinking process, which tends to bring all of those five skandhas, including the, the sixth sense fields and the, and the fifth skanda, brings that together as somebody. And it reifies, establishes, and supports that with ideas, conceptions, and structures uh, that can show up as what opinions or uh, ideologies or, or religions, uh, or even Buddhism shows up that way. A lot of people that you meet that say that they're Buddhist and are, may even be monks, may not be actually teaching what the Buddha taught. They might be teaching some of it, but not all of it. You can't teach it unless you realize it. And if you realize it, you won't know it. So there, how, how, when I say you won't know it, I'm saying you won't know it in the conventional sense. What will happen is you won't be suffered from it. So it's kind of like uh, the ego sees that as an invader and will protect itself and will see something coming in the form of, I'm not doing that. Oh, they're, they're prostrating to the, the 16th Karmapa. That's not for me. I'm not about, I'm not about worshiping any guy, especially some guy from Tibet. Misunderstanding of what that's about. Intense misunderstanding, just like people misunderstand the different ways that people show, express, express appreciation or devotion to this old man. Mind your own business. I mean, you find your way. I'm not here saying, come over here and kiss my boots. I'm more saying stay away. This may not be for you. This is a difficult, difficult path. Millions, billions of people are doing something else. What are they doing? 
linear pockets and so many lying their spiritual pockets their their mental pockets <clears throat> and any pockets they can steal and use for themselves to gather get get power money most of it is in the masculine area not all but that's mostly what it is and what do you do about that train your mind please find out who you are so if you die next week that which dies uh, is seen clearly and that which cannot die is understood deeply your spiritual nature is there anything that arises in the mind stream that is not a lie relatively it's relatively true because it arose and it's relatively lie, relatively uh, a lie because it's it's uh, it's not uh, it's not fundamentally true so it's relatively true just like it's it's relatively true this is a table or an altar so there's a relativity to it that we tend to use the ego mind, the seventh consciousness, that aspect of the mind that thinks there is somebody that needs protecting, there is somebody that needs advancing, there is somebody that can be offended. As soon as you get offended, this is just ego. If you if you see who you are, there's no way anybody can offend you. There's no no way anybody, as I've said before, can make a fool of you because you know you're already a fool, or at least have been a fool, a fool for quite a number of years. More. Good question. There's lots of room in there. I see four or five, uh, well, they call them comets, goldfish, swimming around in that same area, right along with your thought patterns. Maybe you could ask them. But is there anything to do with what appears as the validity of what arises? Validity, <clears throat> validity is a is a trap from the point of view of trying to find a reference. Look at the intention. If you just want to know what is relatively true, you can find that out. I mean, it might be very complicated, say, in the work that you do, you might have to have a certain way of working in abstractions that is very developed and very, uh, so your, your own, you have your own idea of validity. It's basically off and on switches, am I correct? No, it's just that there's more than two or three of them. So. I would say that it creates its own validity by the validity by the very nature of, of its of its structure. The same way this body speech mind complex of this situation, these ears, this nose, these hands, this thinking process, <coughs> excuse me, creates its own support for for authenticity in terms of relative truth. It's relatively true. I'm relatively I'm here. This is very temporary, as it is everywhere. Go ahead. Is there a detector? What is what is that quality of validity? <coughs> the relative one. <coughs> I don't know. Do you know anything about throats that are full of something or other? Fish guts. I haven't had any fish. <laughs> So I, there's no uh, doubling up on validity. How can you really know that looks true? That looks true. But is it really true? Is that what you're asking? Is, is there a detector? As an identity, not particularly, but it can show up as that aspect of consciousness that is just seeing what this is, <clears throat> seeing what it is not. So you could say to that extent, it can uh, it's called in the tradition is called discriminating awareness wisdom it's it's wisdom because it doesn't it sees what it is and it's discriminating and then it sees the contrast that to the ego mind the self-centered mind the deluded mind actually looks like right and wrong up and down back and forth sometimes this shows up in more ordinary ways like the yang yang and yin symbol of black and white together things like this saying that the polarity is actually the oneness and all those other fancy things. More. How can we function out of determining awareness wisdom without fueling itself? Continue to look at the confusion. Look at the, at the insanity of the self and don't correct it. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a therapist. You shouldn't maybe even have a psychiatrist or a chiropractor or somebody else who's working in a relative situation because uh, I'm not going to look at my sore wrist and try to meditate that away particularly. Uh, the pain that comes up there is a uh, something to take a look at and to see if it's going to be somebody who works with hands. Did I get even close to what your question is? 
Be more abstract, I'll help. <laughs> Kevin Bowing. Yes, Kevin. It seems our culture uh, emphasizes science and the scientific process and equates rationality with truth. What is truth without proof of something? Bowing. Well, a <clears throat> ultimate truth doesn't have any opposite. Even though the illusion or the dream that we're in, called the human realm, looks very oppositional, so you can find uh, you can find truth in this area that that very simple, like fire is hot, so ice is cold, things like that. But if you if you when you go away from that into deeper, like just the thought about ice and the thought about fire. And we're starting to get into an area where things in their separation, their their relative qualities start to come apart. And you can have you can have ice in your mind stream that is actually hot and fire in your mind stream that is freezing. And so I'm just saying this a little, little storybook kind of thing to say that the further you go, go towards the ultimate truth, the less substantiation you have because the whole relative situation is a it's just a. Uh, it's more dreamlike in that area. But more, if you can, uh, I understand your question. I think if you can tighten it up a little bit and give it to me more directly, then I can respond in a way that would be maybe helpful to you, maybe maybe helpful to others too. Yeah, I'm I'm asking because I recently saw this like quote of Carl Sagan that was going around from years ago, where he kind of equates our current state of like uh, conspiracy theory and tribalism with belief in astrology or uh, the exploration of the unseen. And so there seems to be this very pat separation between logic and scientific reason and anything that falls outside of that is uh, dangerous. So what, what I'm ready. Okay, please. Uh, Carl Sagan, and I didn't know him personally, but Carl Sagan, was uh, extremely brilliant in some areas that gave his, gave him his popularity and has a very powerful charismatic kind of uh, person that could do that. But Carl is dead and Carl didn't see that coming. And Carl was extremely confused about the nature of reality, but he promoted his understanding based on science, based on proof, based on, based on, based on, based on. Wisdom is not based on anything. That's why it's wisdom. And it's, it's amazing we even have a word for it. And why do we have a word? It's because somebody in ancient times saw this, understood this, and came up with a word so we could have some way of referring to that which has no status, but to that human being that has no status. And, and that mind that has no position. And that mind that is uh, both empty and full at the same time. And so, uh, again, uh, appreciation for all that Carl did, but he, he helped, uh, I think he was a helpful person, but his, his uh, way of uh, exploring things was to look at something and if he had opinions about it ahead of time, he didn't explore it. Astrology is a good example. He had claims and uh, observations about astrology without really investigating it at, it at all. And it's an arcane science that is extremely powerful. Those of you who have studied it realize there's a lot more going on there than just uh, a circle of animals, a zodiac, and a bunch of uh, clownish interpretations based on primitive people's ideas of, of romance and uh, out of control things. It's not. It's not a hard science. It's more of an art because the very nature of things that are moving physically, when you start to see those in such a way that they start to take you further away from the very uh, solidity of the symbol into what is being pointed at. That's very powerful stuff. So you, you can't find proof for it. That's like when I say, if you if you're enlightened, you won't know it. You won't have any. You don't. You can, how could you? If the self-centeredness had been seen through, and you saw that there never was a being here at all, then how, what would you say? Oh, I guess I'm enlightened. You wouldn't say anything. There'd be no comment. There'd be no conclusion. Uh, you could even say that. The whole conclusion situation had come to a halt. Nothing is concluded. Past and future are gone. Even the present moment is suspect. 
It's just a concept about something. I'm happy to respond to other questions if there are some. Kelly Bowling. Go ahead, Kelly. Um, family in Cuba is having a lot of difficulty right now. And they're telling us that they're okay. Tranquilo. <laughs> um, what do we do when we receive both a lie and the truth? Bowling. You know, I, I, I hear you, and I've been following some of that on uh, Democracy Now!, which uh, covers one of the few organizations that actually cover that in any depth. Uh, and I think they do the best that they can. And, uh, and that, that's a, it's a difficult, a difficult area because the, the, the politics of experience and the emotional bias in there is so, people have been so hurt and so abused and so uh, betrayed. Uh, because uh, maybe the original intention was to help, and then they then they get caught up in the whole power thing, and then they use the power thing as well. I have to do this to help my people, so therefore I need to be uh, king of the hill. Well, you know, I don't need to tell you much about it. Uh, nor uh, Wulong, who is also uh, is connected with that area, and so um, I, I would just say, I, I just don't choose sides, but don't don't stop listening to people. But be very careful of not choosing side because it's so very, very difficult. And one of the things that makes it worse is there's no, I'm not saying there aren't religious people. I'm not saying there aren't spiritual people, but, but there's no strong spiritual path of awareness that will actually help people who, who just buy into what they believe and feel. They believe their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions. They believe their thoughts, their feelings, and their emotions. And, uh, and people, uh, insane people like uh, the person who just was uh, in power come in because they're, and they realize because they have no concern with the welfare of anybody but their, themselves, they take advantage of that kind of thing and use it to cause conflict. And so uh, my recommendation to everybody, you and everyone else is insofar as you can, uh, train your mind. That doesn't mean don't, if you feel strongly about a particular position, a particular person, a particular political shall we say it, uh, idea there that if you, if you feel connected, you feel like you want to support that, then by all means, I send money to politicians that I feel are doing the best they can in an absolutely insane environment. But I don't necessarily go in and look for uh, some kind of conclusion there. It's difficult to do that, to do this and this and this and get results because it's just so very complicated. So let's go back to square one, all of us. Sit down wholesale and look at the complications in your own mind stream before you step out of, off from that cushion and start to instruct or tell anybody about anything. When you get out there, listen as much as you can so that you can really see the lies. You don't have to correct them. Uh, you don't have to fix anybody. But to see the lies will help you or me or anyone here not just say, no thanks, I... I you know, I, I don't want to dance. I, I don't want that. But you can be polite to people who are insane, but you can actually politely respond to them and say, I don't think I'm going to go that direction without being correcting them and fighting them, when, even though it's obviously they're um, dangerous, I would say. Further question, uh, Kelly? Yes. Um, I get the feeling that our family lies to us and says that they're okay for our benefit. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to correct that when they say that other family members do and we're just trying to receive it. But I'm struggling with when I can talk with them, how to respond when I know I know that they're not OK. Um, what can I say? I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, don't say much. I mean, say some, but listen as much as you can. If you do say something, you can say, could you say more about that? Or say, I'm not quite understanding what this is like for you here. Could you say more? So including people uh, in your, especially within the dynamic that you carry as a, a person, as a personality, for you to include and listen, 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 receive their difficulty uh, and knowing that you're, you can't just go in and put out that fire uh, because it's, because it is, and this is the way I say this often, it's dependently arisen, the, the, the craziness, the insanity that is arising there is arising in the world is uh, just intense greed and and anger and hatred and 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 it comes from being people being afraid even the people who are the most hateful and horrible people that are 
they're doing things just like you said, don't you realize that you're creating a world that where your own children are going to die in this uh, Holocaust or flood or end of the world or whatever. So all we can do is work with it where we're at, whatever, whoever you're talking to receive, they need your uh, kindness and they, and they need your attention and your, and probably don't need your advice uh, unless somebody comes out and asks. So what, if they say, I'm in this situation, what would you do? You can, you can start by saying, I don't know, I don't have enough information. Or if it appears it is situational, if it is a particular person and someone you have a strong resonance with, uh, uh, that you resonate with, uh, and something comes up, uh, then you can trust yourself and say, uh, uh, don't go that way. I wouldn't go that way. It doesn't look good. Don't go there. And they say, well, I really have to, I have to go that way. Then I would, I would side with them and say, okay, uh, you know, I could be wrong about that, but the way this looks is you shouldn't be doing that. And that they come back and say, they might be looking for somebody to fight with, <laughs> uh, even though they might be smiling. So, but, so I would give a push on it a little bit, but don't, no demand, no demand for, no demand. The demand for results is part of the insanity that we're all exposed to every day in our society, in our news media, our families. Sometimes really close family members are extremely difficult because they're throwing off so many sparks. And why? Because they're suffering. And the only way they know how to get rid of the suffering is to blame you or blame that or blame them. Anytime you see anybody blaming, it's because they don't want to be responsible for their life, even if they're relatively correct. It's just an opportunity to get rid of some of that negativity that can't hardly blame them. Who would want to feel like crap all the time? You can get rid of it some way by accusing somebody else. Uh, but if you're training your mind, lie detector, then you can see that, that that's actually... Uh, a low level of operating that's that's actually operating on something it's like trying to put out a fire with a squirt gun i mean that might be a little bit uh with an over the over the top image but it's it's like it's you're just seeing so much of the fire and actually the fire is enormous compared to what you're trying to work on so what i would say and i realize long answer to a, a short question but i'm saying train your mind sit down hold still and watch the movement of the mind until the clarity about the confusion if you're not clear, not just you, but me or anyone, if you're not clear about the confusion that's in your own mind stream, in your own heart, uh, if you're not clear, if you haven't clarified that, then if you get up off the cushion and go into the world, then that gets triggered by, uh, you know, uh, 38 megahertz over here because the frequency of that and the frequency of your distress that you're covering up start to vibrate. The next thing you know, you're upset about something that doesn't even concern you. That's just because you're at that same frequency, because this is, has, been, has been covered up. Self-deception, uh, got to have a lie detector. At least that's how it looks here. Thank you, Bowing. Thank you. Didn't you? One question from Joseph in Kalamazoo. Joseph. Is there any production on the spiritual path? And if so, what would it look like? Yeah, save all beings. The Bodhisattva path, the Mahayana path, is to save all beings, put others before yourself. So that may be... Um, doing quite a bit for someone else but you would have their permission you would you wouldn't be going trying to fix somebody that doesn't want that help even though you can see this is the best thing that could happen to, to, to uh, jim or bill or mary is to this and this but they're not ready for that so mind your own business don't and don't go to war with something just based on your own ideas your concerns your con your, your convictions or your beliefs about something respect people's confusion if you really respect people's confusion, which might look kind of odd to them, they might think, well, you used to be, you used to always be giving me advice and now you're not saying anything. You could actually, actually say, well, I'm just trying to be more, I'm trying, just trying to listen to you and see what, what's happening. You could pacify that very softly. So what you would do might not look like so much like action. It might look more like something you just, you just have to do that. You have to stop doing one thing and start doing something else. It could look many ways. The reason I'm sitting in a seat like this, where, I'm, where I do this a couple of times a week, is I can't help it. I have to do this. It's choiceless for me. I, don't, I stopped making choices a long time ago. You might, you might think, well, that can't be true, but it's pretty true. Other than, well, what is those, what's that one choice I made today? Yeah, to eat some beef. Will I do that tomorrow? Probably. Yes. Another question from Shane. Shane. 
If science sees a particle and religion sees a wave, what does the Buddha see? Well, you, you know, I understand your question, but it's a, it, it's kind of a setup. You're kind of setting me up so you can control my answer. And I resent that, and I don't resent much. And at the same time I resent that, I love you, Shane. But that, that question is a, has, a, has a chemical kind of origin in your self-centeredness. You're showing me the way in which you are disturbed and are not, at this point, not ready to train your mind. You're still thinking about your mind. Stop it. You think of me as your teacher, which I think that's kind of an off and on for you. But get to the wall, train your mind so that you can see that. No matter what I said, you're just going to ignore it. I mean, I'm not saying you wouldn't think about it. Say, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Sokazan said that. And I wonder what he'd say if I said this. I wonder what he'd say if I said this. Knock that shit off. You don't need that kind of a response. You don't need it. I mean, I could come back and say, well, the Buddha sees ultimate reality and the Buddha sees wisdom. Don't trap me in those kind of questions. And, and the other thing is, don't stop asking me questions. Don't misinterpret the message. Now I'll answer your question. Didn't see anything. Wulong bowing. Wulong. Um, similar to Kelly's um, bringing up the subject of Cuba, um, you you mentioned um, see the lies, see the lies, but in a situation where it feels nearly impossible to see the lies from the truth, I find myself then sort of a reliable source shopping, you know, um, where everyone feels like a unreliable narrator. So I go to BBC or Democracy Now, but that doesn't feel like truth. And outside of me not being, you know, in Cuba watching it myself, even yeah. talking to relatives there, um, how there's a demand for truth here that is not being fulfilled. And I don't, I don't know how to work with that aside from sitting. Yeah. Um, what what to do with that demand uh, the truth it's it's like uh use of metaphors it's, it's like you're 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 sliding down uh uh you're in a landslide slide of snow and you're halfway down it's like what should you do probably just be as aware as you can if any trees come up uh so just be aware work on your awareness rather than your thought process thought process the way we think is we close down and think what happens when we close down and think we miss everything else that is in motion all the time, or at least the illusion of motion. Don't do it. Just just watch what moves. Just watch what moves. The same thing with the with the Cuba. Uh, and, and that's I've been looking at that and trying to understand what that was since I was very very young, back during the Cuban Missile Crisis when I was in the in the Marine Corps and trying and Washington D.C. and they were getting ready to bomb this little uh, piece of land in the middle of the ocean. And uh, it was it was it was scary then, and it's still scary. But so there's, it's hard to get some kind of relative construct that you say, okay, now even our current uh, uh, president and so on is. I think he's doing the best that he can, but he's he's inheriting and getting a whole lot of confusion and commotion. Uh, just to, just uh, it would seem to me, and you know I don't know, but it seemed like lifting that embargo or whatever it is down there. I don't want to get into politics. It would seem to be a good idea, wouldn't it? I mean, isn't it, you know putting walls up? He's got you know our former uh, CEO of the United States uh, had a wall burning a wall down here, and now we have another wall here. These walls are nuts. Not that we can't have a little fence here and there, but we may be made of porous material. So I would, I would, insofar as you can, I realize your, your difficulty and your suffering over it. The same with Kelly, uh, you know, especially with relatives there, it makes it even more intense and, uh, and, and subjective. But, uh, the more you can, I would just watch whatever you can, watch whatever, whatever's out there that's giving you some information, not only your relatives, but the news media. And, and don't come to conclusions about, any, about anything at all other than it's confusing. And then spend a lot of time in front of the wall. Sit down, still, watch the confusion, and even watch your own daydreams about your your the situation in Cuba or your own. You don't have to shut down anything. You don't have to. The idea with the shikantaza, the way I teach it, 
Because you can think all you want. We just say, just observe the thinking rather than try to not be a thinker. That's a misunderstanding. Same thing with post-meditation. Get up off the cushion. Just think. Think about stuff. Come to conclusions, but be very aware of the conclusions and that they're based on uh, on uh, half-truths or half-information or not enough information. So I, I, I'm sorry I can't be more helpful than that. Uh, I wish that I could because it's when I look at it, I, I if I look at it for when I listen to people's commentary on that, um, I, I'm confused too about what who's who's which banner is carrying who's what banner is says what does this say what does that say what are they trying to say or what they're trying to say they seem so passionate and so arr, 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 like this and then, they let the, and then the other yeah so you know what I'm saying Wulong bowing what is what is truth in something that you're observing from what feels like a distance. No, it's a, it's nothing is true. So I'm not going to go into the area where, uh, where you can't see something that's relatively true. Of course you can, but when it's, it's, it is at, at a distance. And I would say just receive the, receive the information, but don't, don't, don't sign in any dotted lines. Don't, don't come to any conclusion. The intention is to receive and, and not so much to, to have some kind of control over what you're receiving. Because that just shuts down. You stop receiving. That's what I was referring to when I said you start to overthink it because you want to feel safe. So look very closely as to how much this is about actually being concerned with the people in Cuba or how you feel when terrible things happen. That's it. I'm not trying to stop anybody from being sympathetic or being whatever you were doing, like compassion or something, but be very careful about the intention to correct things so you won't feel bad. And I'm not accusing you of that particularly. But sometimes we get off into that. It's so damn disturbing. We just want to know what's true. Yeah, there's a lot of Thank room you. to talk all day about that. Didn't you? A question from Ken in New York. Ken. In your primer, you say sitting is voluntary stress or voluntary suffering. Can you offer some words of encouragement when practice begins to waver? Yes, I can. It's very situational, but don't maintain things. So this is a macho mis misunderstanding of, of Buddhism. It's all over the place and all kinds of don't maintain. I'm saying stay there, but use your own, trust your own intention. You sit down, you hold still, sit symmetrical. All the senses are unreceived, sit down. If it starts to get difficult, get up, take a walk, take a nap. I mean, be kind, listen to your body. Don't, don't, do the macho thing and just don't hurt, ignore the hurt in your knees. Or this is just a, it's it's a sad misunderstanding that's been going on for centuries, and it's still going on because people don't dare disobey what happened in 13th century Japan. And I'm not concerned with about obeying anything. I, I'm functioning. I function as a teacher out of what I see, and I say, don't hurt yourself. Listen to your body. That body may be. Uh, and is more than likely more in tune with what you need to do or not do. So, so don't don't get when I say don't. You may have to do this for a while, but at least it'll bring your attention to it. Don't come to conclusions about the value of your sitting. I can tell you what the value of your sitting is. It's completely beyond comprehension. But I would do it as much as you can. One person can sit a block sit and think, so what? Four hours? Not much happened. I said, well, that's, that sounds good. Well, shouldn't something happen? Well, not particularly. And then other person can't stay there for 10 minutes and gets up and it comes back and gets up and comes back. The important thing with the block sit is ring the bell four hours later, ring it again. That's the form. And then how you observe that form, uh, do it with your, this body-mind complex is not separate. So you don't get a big credential for sitting the entire four hours. You don't get any credential particularly, but you could you could see how, how you are and see Notice that there maybe one day you sit for a couple of hours with not without much. And you you feel like, well, we're doing pretty good, getting somewhere. No, you're not. Not getting anywhere. It's just awareness. There isn't anyone to get anywhere. Realize your true nature. This can take a long time. But don't give up on it. Just keep returning. Return to the cushion. If you consider yourself a student of Buddhism, return to the teacher, return to the teaching, and return to the community. But without those three, those three. Uh, 
pretty hard to do this completely on your own, just, just reading uh, uh, books on Buddhism or books on meditation, going from this meditation book or this type to the other. Don't you? Another question from Joseph in Kalamazoo. Joseph. When you say you can't help it, that suggests to me action without effort. Is that right? I feel myself using that phrase to watch more Netflix or do more housework. What are you watching? You'll know if it's an excuse. If you're if, if you're doing sitting meditation, a fair amount of it, which could be, will be different for everyone. There are people here who practice a lot of hours, many, many hours every day, every week, every month. And there are people who sit 15, 20 minutes a day or, or every other day or every three days. Uh, not as separate as you might think. But the important thing is, do you do it? Do you, do you intend to do it? Do you get back? Do you repeat, come back, sit down, and train your mind over and over and over? And then what happens with, I can't help it, uh, uh, that will become more clear as to when you're using that as some kind of excuse to what? It sounds like you're saying, indulge myself in banana bread or something. Uh, which is not a bad idea. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's not a bad idea. It's just a bad thing to do. Don't do it. You can, you can think about it, but that's as far as the indulgence should go. Is that correct? I have to check with them, you know, to see what I'm supposed to do. Again, I don't mean to make light of what you're talking about, because it is a serious question. And I would say, bring as much awareness to it as you can, so then you can see there's nothing wrong with enjoying yourself or watching Netflix or, uh, it's not about going to a mountaintop and, you know, being a, some kind of a hermit for the next 30, 40 years. If you need to do that, you won't be here to be doing that. But if you're here, then I would say uh, do something every day if you can. Sitting meditation, study the Dharma. We, we provide all kinds of opportunities for people to join studying the Dharma with Sangha and opportunities to ask a few questions of the teacher. No obligation. Nobody's required to do anything. One last question, if there is one, and then we'll close. Junchu. Junchu bowing. If we see we've put up a wall between ourselves and someone else, how do we receive what they're producing? Well, if you see the wall, then you're going to know exactly what it is you're shutting out. So you know what you're, what they're producing. So um, just change the shape of the wall. Do it in small doses. Uh, maybe take the wall down and then spend five minutes and be sincere. Be sincere and saying, you're talking, I'm not sure what it is. I can't characterize it because I don't know what it is. But go and be open to that person in that area for short periods of time with the intention of receiving, not with the intention of understanding. That, that, that will just lead you in more circles because you're not clear about who you are. So when you're not clear about how you are, you're not going to be clear about what other anyone else is saying or intending. That's why we have wars. That's why we have divorces. That's why we have marriages. Didn't, think, didn't see that one coming, did you? Nor did I. I don't think much. Final question about that, if you have it. Good, it's a good question. How, how do you change the shape of the wall? Uh, so I'm coming up with all kinds of imaginary. Can you get, tell me a little bit more about what it's about, how it shows up? Is it, is it, is it Shoto that you hate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody here is grinning. They want to know something that showed up. I don't know. <laughs> no, can you say a little bit? There are a couple of situations that I, that are coming to mind um, where I just notice that I, yeah, I just want well, to protect myself or something. Yeah. So you could you could be a little more brave or a little risky and, and do it with the intention to to help people. If your intention is to, if this is another person, I assume maybe, yeah another person and this is not a person you're locked in a room with is it it's not a person in the monastery well, sometimes. <laughs> see <laughs> so i would say just do it a little bit so spend some time go and sit down and say Let, let's that area you wanted to talk about or i'm kind of making this up talk for a little bit and then 
leave so that you actually can receive what's happening there. And then, as I often say, just say, whoops, got to get going. You know, and that, that might be a lie, but it's not really because you have to get going. It isn't like you have an appointment. It's just that you're going to limit this. You don't have to say, I have to limit the time that I'm talking to you because you, you enrage me. You're such a screw, screwball person that I can't stand. Hey, am I getting, getting warm? <laughs> so I just talked to someone uh, yesterday who has practiced their whole life, intense, intense practices, and they, they just hate people. I mean, they don't totally, but their feeling of that is, you know, and I spent quite a bit of time talking about that. They just, just hate just don't want to be around anybody, a recluse kind of person. Practiced a long time, intensely. So there, there's no promises, there's no guarantee of anything. Just because you've meditated for three years, 30 years, 50 years, there's no guarantee. Um, but what would I say about that? Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Train your mind. This does not come to an end. Your body's coming to an end, but what, what this is, it not, does not come to an end. We, we, have a, we have a lot to do. So I need help. Help me. Do you see a way to do that? Then come this way. If not, do something else. No requirement. If we can close. penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. of three worlds, all Buddhas, all Venerable Ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the Great Prashna, Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light. Happy birthday, Sheldon. Oh, Happy birthday, sing. Nicole. We can sing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Sheldon, Sheldon, are you crying? Nicole is crying. <laughs> Nicole is crying. Are you crying, Sheldon? Nope, we're crying today. <laughs> Sheldon left. <laughs> Anybody else have a birthday today? On the 18th of July? Is yours today? Your grandson? Seven. Well, happy birthday. Seven years old. Woo! Okay. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.